You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WHD2 Motorsports and W265 CG Tuscaloosa. A town square media station. That man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tied 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that place and take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning and welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. This morning we're going to be exclusively on Tide 109 on radio, the Tide 109 app. Uh, We will be broadcasting uh, in those various outlets. So if you don't have the Tide 109 app to take with you, you need to download it right now. Take it with you wherever you go. We got a great show lined up for you, so I want to invite you to make plans to get in on the conversation. 205-342-9904. That is the Alabama One Hotline, and we're open for business on this Tuesday morning. Of course, we'll be bringing in DC, DC Capstone Report to kick off the second quarter. Uh, But until then... Uh, we will have X's and O's uh, joining us each and every day throughout the entirety of the program. X's and O's uh, Sports, Xavier Houston. And once again, this is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. See, not your own understanding. Always acknowledge him and he will direct your past. Take some time to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Morning, X. How you doing? Mason, I I don't have Xavier, so. Yeah, uh, we must have dropped him or something. Let me try to call him back and get him reconnected. Okay, I'll I'll get things reset. All right, Uh, we'll we'll be working to bring X back into the conversation. Uh, As he was out yesterday, we'll bring him back into the conversation. And we'll get his thoughts on a little bit of the topic from yesterday uh, as we had a mind wrecker Monday uh, talking about a two for one swap. If you could take and pick any two players and swap them and you had to swap for Bryce Young, what two players from the Nick Saban era 
would you swap them for? And some people went a little old school uh, and went all the way back into uh, one guy said he would take uh, two quarterbacks, uh, Stabler and uh, Namath. Uh, there was a couple other uh, different choices there. Mason, of course, said, ah, really not anybody, man. He's just that valuable. I wouldn't swap him for anyone. Uh, so we'll get X's thoughts. We'll get DC's thoughts on that. But we'll also forward the conversation over to uh, the championship, uh, most disappointing championship when it comes to Alabama uh, football under Nick Saban, not championship, I, I should say, non-titled a team, those who came up short of a championship when the Crimson Tide either anticipated going into a season it'd be a championship team, or as the season went along, the expectation was built up. And that was the 2010 team, the 2013 team, the 2018 team, and the 2021 team. Mason, have we been able to get X back into the conversation? Yeah, it should be back now. Uh, good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Glad to have you back with us uh, from yesterday and uh, glad to have you back uh, from today. Um, yeah, yeah. want to get your thoughts on... Uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, I'll go ahead and get your thoughts and we'll just get DC's quick thoughts. But my record uh, question from yesterday was, man, you have to make a choice now. You can't you know, I almost let Mason get away with it, but I can't let you get away with it. You have to make a choice. Uh, Bryce Young is, uh, uh, is, is on the trading blocks, and you have to get rid of him. What two Nick Saban guys uh, would you take to replace uh, in a swap for Bryce Young? Ah, man. Um, well, one, I'm going to have to take a quarterback because – you're replacing the only Heisman Trophy winner that Alabama has at that position. Um, so I'm going to go with a healthy two for a quarterback. Uh, well, you, 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 you can't take Tua as a healthy two. You got to take Tua as who he is. You can't make him a healthy two. If he is, he, uh, he just gonna be Tua. Whatever Tua was here, that's what you get now. He can't. <laughs> of course, you uh, take but, a healthy Tua. Who wouldn't take a healthy Tua? <laughs> well, I, I'll still, I'll still go with Tua. No, go with you. Go with you guys. Go with you guys. I'm just, no, I'm just I, messing. I, I, I'm still gonna go with Tua, and then I would take. Ooh, um, I'm going to take C.J. Mosley to run my defense. Mm, interesting, interesting. So you're going to go with uh, – what I, I would assume you think that the, the uh, most talented quarterback other than the one you have in the Nick Saban era, is that why you chose Tua? Yes. Okay, interesting. Um, and and let's, let's talk about that for a second. With – with that decision, though, are you saying that you think Jalen Milrow is ready to lead a team with a national championship? I think. Because because what you're saying right now is you're going to take Tua, but Tua, he's going to get hurt at some point in, in his I, Alabama I, career. I'm sorry. 
I'm not me. I'm not speaking negative of the young man. Hopefully, he stays healthy the rest of his career. Never get hurt again. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Milro, given a given a couple games, can can win you those a few. Um, but yeah, just as far as talent wise, it, it's hard not to take Tua over anyone else. You know, I believe if he had been healthy all of 2018. Uh, it had been a bigger conversation for him being the first Heisman Trophy winner at that position. Uh, him getting hurt gave Kyle Murray a, a foot in the door. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tua. And then you just look at the leadership that C.J. Mosley brought to the defense uh, during his time at Alabama. It, it's hard to pass that up. All right. So we'll keep digging on that. All right. You got Tua. Um, and um, And – when you look at that standpoint, um, I like C.J. Watson's approach was instead of taking a healthy Tua, uh, I mean a Tua at quarterback, he felt like if he had uh, two wide receivers, I think it was Amari Cooper and Devontae Smith uh, at, at, at wide receiver, that he would, uh, in a healthy running back room, a capable tight end, um, that Jalen Miro could take this team to a championship. And that's kind of been a recipe X when you think about Alabama national championships. Right now, Alabama has lost how many national championship games? Not how many national championships they didn't win, but how many national championship games have they lost? Three. Two. Was right? Two. Right? Dabo no, beat him three. once with Tua. Dabo beat him twice. Twice, that's right. Deshaun Watson. So, that's right. Yeah, what I'm thinking about. Deshaun Watson. Um, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, and then Tua's. And then, of course, um, you know, last year, Bryce Young. But the... The only ones that weren't close at the end were the two most talented quarterbacks. Right? <laughs> so you have to think, is quarterback the ticket to win national championships? Because whether Jalen gets blamed or not, when he walked off the field, he had his team ahead. So uh, that's something to think about. But I also thought it was interesting you choose with the defense they already have for this year's team. You would come and you would pick a defensive player. That that was an interesting uh, thought and decision there. So, um, you know, very very interesting. I I don't know that I took another defensive player with the defensive leadership we have with this crew. So, uh, let me get your thoughts there, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, I mean, and it's not. This isn't a slight to Henry Toto or in, or any of the leadership. But could you imagine uh, an Alabama-led defense with uh, a guy like a Toto and a guy like C.J. Mosley out there? I mean, just at that at those two inside linebackers, probably because as, as much faith as I have in Jalen Moody, he might be the biggest question mark. And like yeah. I said, it's not a knock on him. It's just that you look at the secondary and you, and you look at all the names there. You look at the defensive line. The defensive line expects to be solid. 
I mean, you you could go with you could go with a Quentin Williams. You could go with a a Jonathan Allen, a guy like that. But I think the depth of the defensive line is where it's strong this year. And then you look at the edge rushers. I mean, you're not going to replace uh, Will Anderson. No. Probably, most likely, you're not going to replace a Dallas Turner. And then you look nope. at Chris Braswell coming off of the the bench. So that that added depth there. So when you look at it, it's that what are you going to get out of both middle linebacker spots? And yeah, I think CJ would be an upgrade because of his cerebralness and his ability just to lead. I, I, I don't disagree that he's better than Jalen Moody. I just don't know how much more that increases my likelihood to win a national championship. I think this defense, you know, uh, a linebacker could be the question mark. But to me, uh, if you're going to do something from a defensive standpoint, it's going to be this, um, what you call it? It's going to be the national championship, uh, not national championship, but the uh, um, group from um, the DBs is going to be the difference. Hey, guys, uh, I'm going to let's get the break here. And X, I'm going to uh, turn it over uh, to you. Uh, I just want to kick things off this morning. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you and encourage you to um, take it from here. Uh, I'm traveling this morning, but want to kick things off. And I'll uh, have you uh, take it when we come back from break. So thanks good, uh, to, to you all for joining in with us this morning. We'll have uh, more of the Martin Houston show on the other side right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. We do see some slow traffic, though, on McFarland over in the construction zone. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month. That means brand new deals and savings just for you at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another very humid day today. A mixture of clouds and sunshine, scattered showers and storms around through tonight. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered storms developing again by afternoon. The high, 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Alabama Sports, your show, your team, on your home for Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I am Xavier Houston, picking up where Martin left off, and we are joined this morning 
by DC of DC Capstone Report. How are you doing this morning, DC? Oh, doing good. X, how are you doing this morning? Doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Uh, so we were talking from yesterday on a Mind Record Monday into today about who would be the two guys that you would replace Bryce Young with from any Nick Saban-led team. Do you have an opinion on that? Which two guys do you think you would take to help replace a one Bryce Young? Well, uh, I don't really want to replace Bryce Young. I don't want to have to do that, but <laughs> I have to. I think Bryce Young's probably a generational quarterback, the only Heisman Trophy winner at that position in Alabama, and I wouldn't want to replace him. But looking at this team, you're talking about replacing him on this team this year for a chance to win a championship. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Any two guys that have played up under Nick Saban? No, I, I think I'd have to go offense because uh, I, I really believe, in my opinion, this is going to be uh, arguably the best defense that Nick Saban has ever had this year. I think it's going to really grow into that if everything progresses like I'm thinking it will. So I would go a quarterback, of course, to replace Bryce Young. Um, and I'd, I'd go Mac Jones. I think uh, he would be uh, really good to, to come in and, and take us to a championship, had that experience, did it while he was here. Uh, and did it against great competition, went up against uh, all SEC competition that year. So, uh, I, and, in, and ended up uh, playing two good teams in the playoffs and did well. But in order for him to be able to lead this team, I think I'd have to add a wide receiver. So I'd go with Devonta Smith. I think him, Devonta Smith, have a good, uh, good rapport. Uh, got a Heisman Trophy winning, uh, replaced another Heisman Trophy winner with a Heisman Trophy winner at, at wide receiver. So I think that's probably the weakest point on the offense this year. So I'd go Mac Jones and Devonta Smith. Uh, with the idea to take this current Alabama team to the national championship. And you you think because of the rapport that those two guys had while they were here, you're talking about record-breaking season, uh, yeah. together would be uh, It's also the, uh, the fact that uh, the offensive line, I think, is going to be good this year, and adding Devontae Smith to a wide receiving core uh, that's young, I think his leadership, uh, and his his skill position will elevate all those around him. So I think the whole wide receiving core would play better with a with a person like Devonta Smith leading them. Okay, okay. yeah. I, I don't know if you if you heard him the first time. I went with Tua because I think he's the most talented guy outside of Bryce that we've had. And I went with C.J. Mosley to run this defense. I think that's two good picks. I, th- I think. Uh... I would be scared of Tua just because of the injury situation. I, I think his, if you're talking about his career at Alabama, uh, unless you have him for that half of the championship game, uh, that he <laughs> plays that way all all year. I just think that uh, his uh, injuries that he had at Alabama really uh, affected the, the team and the ability to win a championship that year. And, uh, of course, C.J. Mosley, you can't go wrong with him. I mean, what a great leader he was. I mean, you could have picked anybody. Uh, several, you know, like Ruben Foster, C.J. Mosley, or Rolando McLean to, uh, you know, to fill that uh, uh, Dante Hightower to fill that other linebacker position because I think you've identified for sure uh, a weak the weak point on our defense uh, might be that second linebacker position right now. But I think that uh, Jalen Moody is going to do a great job. I think Dante Lawson is going to work into a lot of playing time in that role too. That's why I went offense. I think this. Well, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think this. Defense before it plays it down has the potential to be the best defense under Nick Saban. I think it really says says a lot because he's got a lot of good defense. <clears throat> uh, I, I agree, and I think that's why I went with CJ. I went with him just because I think 
you put him on this defense with that being really the only weak spot that I see that it could potentially, hands down, it would be the best defense that Alabama's ever had up under Nick Saban. I think you're right. I think you're right. But, but yeah, uh, so with that, Mason, I, I wasn't on yesterday either. Who did you pick? Oh, I picked no one. <laughs> See there, Mason <laughs> took the easy way out. That's what I wanted to do. Picked, uh, picked no one. I don't want to get rid of Bryce. Young. I got lucky that Martin didn't press me too hard to give an answer because I mean I, I just struggle to rack my. I mean, obviously there is you know no there's no shortage of incredible, amazing players who have come through the you know Tuscaloosa, but I mean I really am struggling racking my brain trying to think of somebody that I could replace Bryce Young with that's going to be of equal or greater value to this team. You know what Bryce Young brings just by himself is so incredible that I have a hard time trying to think about replacing him. I, but that's why you get two. You don't have to replace it all all of what he does. I mean you can give me five. I don't know that I can replace <laughs> Bryce Young's value. Hey, I understand that. You know, if you're really pressing me for an answer, I think I think the only one that I can that I can kind of for sure say I would like is uh is Julio Jones. I think I think you put Julio on this team. You know, it would it would it would resolve a lot of the a lot of the the kind of issues we have with the receiver room heading into this year. So uh, Julio, I think, would be a good pickup, obviously, but. I don't know. You know, uh, I think a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick on this defense would be absolutely outstanding. I, I would really like to see that. You know, I, uh, there's a lot to choose from, though. I don't know. It's tough. It's very hard to pick over Bryce Young. <laughs> hey, it is. It is. But I, I like that. I like. But, but see, I. You trust Jalen to get the ball. So you trust Jalen to get the ball to, uh, to to Julio enough to make an impact. Oh yeah, I love Jalen Milrow. Okay, okay. And if you're going to take Minka, who are you replacing? I mean, because you're talking about a guy that could play every position in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. thinking about it, I have to imagine he'd probably, I guess he's willing to step in there for Malachi Moore kind of and just take over his role. Because, you know, Malachi Moore's freshman season, you know, we kind of all talked about, oh, is he the, he's kind of this next Minka type where he can play defensive, he can play corner, he can play safety, he can play – you know, even a linebacker at sometimes, but I mean, I guess that's who he would replace. You know, it, it's going to be replacing probably one All SEC for another, but I mean, it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh no doubt. I mean, that then that's why I was kind of wondering with his versatility because you you could stick him anywhere, and and that just makes the defense scarier when you're talking about a guy that truly can play every position at a high level, and we've seen him do it consistently. I think another, I think a guy to watch for this year on this year's team that that now that you're, since you're talking about Megan Fitzpatrick, he's probably one of the best utility people ever to come out of the Nick Saban era to play every position. I think a guy to watch for on this team who hasn't really had a chance to show his talent, but I think has a lot of skill set uh, like uh, Megan Fitzpatrick is Terion Arnold. I I'm really looking forward to seeing him if he can work himself into a, some playing time. Uh, this year and prove himself to be useful in so many different places that he doesn't steal some of this uh, reps from some of these players that we're expecting to to play our starts. I'd watch that name, Terry Arnold. I think he's really has the athletic ability and the range to cover multiple positions in the secondary. I I agree. Uh, 
you got to be able to work him onto the field some way, somehow, get him some reps, even if it's not a ton, but just in preparation for next year. Because you're looking at a you're looking at a secondary that this year has a lot of depth, but you're going to lose a lot of it going into next year, especially if a guy like an Eli Ricks comes in and is a one and done guy, and Branch Branch or more, if not both of them end up leaving after this year as well. This you're losing four to five guys easily. But I, I think I think that's gonna I think Terion and don't be surprised if Brian Branson's up yeah, you know, this might sound crazy, being the best D B that Alabama has this year because he he's taken over that that role we've seen at the end of last two seasons and you saw it through the spring that Malachi Moore had had most of the season. Moore could end up being the starter at the at the star position again, but it wouldn't surprise me if we see Branch a little bit more this year than yeah, we have in years past. Yeah, I agree, Zach. And, and I don't know if y'all, if you or Mason, have taken part in any of those uh, uh, spaces where you can go in and listen to some of the album players. But uh, if you listen to any of the DB back, DB back, defensive backs talk. Uh, they, every one of them will tell you that Spoken has, has said that Brian Branches appears to be the most improved and is definitely the hardest hitter in the secondary. So uh, I look for him to really uh, take on a more uh, aggressive role this year in that secondary. Agreed there. So just going to switch gears a little bit before we get into the break. Uh, DC, what do you think about Hunter Osborne committing to the Crimson Tide yesterday, four-star defensive lineman out of Hewitt Trustville, and what does that mean as we're moving forward in this class? Well, I think it was a big get for Alabama to, to get a per, to the kid like Osborne to stay at home. You know, after you losing a, a defensive in-state lineman to, to Clemson, uh, you know, if we'd have lost another in-state uh, lineman to another, another school, I think it would have been tough on Alabama. But to get an Alabama, a Alabama guy from Hewitt Trustville to stay at home, stay at Alabama, uh, it was a big get, and I think it solidifies its class. I mean, I, I look for it to be now moving up to be the number one class in the 2023 rankings on some of the ranking sites. I hadn't seen them come out this morning, but I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama is ranked number one now based on the uh, uh, that that get. And I don't think we're finished yet. I think there's a couple of other guys uh, that are going to make some noise in signing with Alabama as well. Uh, some of the some of these young 2023. Uh, committees have been talking and chattering out there about uh, a couple of surprises coming to Alabama. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of big names uh, uh, you know, commit here to Alabama to really solidify this class as the number one class in the nation. Yeah, as far as the rankings, two two four seven currently has Alabama at number two behind Notre Dame, and with three less recruits. The Notre Dame, Alabama is only two points behind them. Uh, so that just lets you know where the the state of this class. And of course, you had Keon Keeley in town this weekend, and and he's a big name that everybody thinks might be flipping from Notre Dame to Alabama. And even seen some tweets from guys like Richard Young saying he's making it his mission to get Keon to flip. So it's big things coming up as far as getting these guys, as you said, to either flip or 
convince guys to come be a part of his class. So I definitely think that's going to be big, uh, big moves coming up. And of course, the in-state defensive lineman, you're not finishing the class. You still got a Kelby Collins. You still got a James Smith, a Quay Russo. There's a lot of depth still available in just the state of Alabama alone along that defensive yeah. line. For sure, and there's also some big names in Georgia that are still available. And to hear some of the Georgia committee's chatter that there's uh, something uh, on the on the move as far as either a flip or a committee from Georgia that everyone would be surprised about. So we'll see how that how that pans out. Yeah, and we'll get to more on the other side of the break. This is the Martin Heeshan Show with Martin and Xavier, and we're sitting in with D.C., a D.C. cast on report. We'll catch you on the other side. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Former Crimson Tide linebacker Reuben Foster earned a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks this past week. Foster is attempting an NFL comeback after not playing since 2018. The former five-star has worked out with the Washington Commanders and San Francisco 49ers as well. The Alabama men's basketball team is preparing for its trip to Europe. The team departs from Tuscaloosa on Friday, August 5th, and will play one game in Spain and two in France. In other Crimson Tide basketball news, head coach Nate Oates says the team is hoping to get Javon Quinterly back by SEC play. Oates said the point guard is right on pace with his recovery. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Let it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. 
It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9, the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier with DC. Glad to be back with you guys. Uh, Interesting conversation during the break. Uh, So glad to be back with you guys. Um, And and Mason already knows, but I had an even more interesting conversation while I was away. Y'all want to know what it is? What's that? <laughs> oh, hey, DC, uh, X, you know, when you drive a big truck, you have to remember that your speedometer is not always what how fast you're going. And uh, yeah. it's the beginning. It's the beginning of the month. And I'm I'm headed down McFarland Boulevard. And I think the uh, um, those who serve us. Uh, uh, and, and and keep law and justice in mind. Um, and they felt like they need to exercise that on me this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason I had to get off the air, and, and I told Mason, I should have just took it while I was still on the air. But uh, yeah, uh, I, my speedometer said I was going 56. He said I was going 66. And that's about right in this truck uh, with these 38-inch tires that you tend to go faster and sometimes i forget about that so and this morning being on the radio i just wasn't paying attention so <laughs> anyway glad to be back with you guys what a great day and, and hey, once again uh even though they got me this morning a shout out to uh those who who serve uh our our police force and uh our fire and rescue and emergency all our civil servants that that give us peace uh as we go through it our our day uh shout out to them for all the good work they do and uh and uh we'll we'll move on hey hey guys i i know you guys were talking and and i don't want to go back too deep into that conversation uh but my 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 two guys i don't know if mason told you was was aj mccarran and uh julio jones and, and the reason I had those two guys uh, was because I would love to see those are the two guys that I look back that were dominant players. I would love to see both of them play in today's football game. Like, I would love to see A.J. McCarron have the same opportunity Mac Jones did because I think A.J. is better than Mac Jones. Um and we saw what Mac Jones did. And I don't think there's any receiver that's played here that is at Julio's level. So that'd be my two guys. Uh, you guys can let me know your thoughts on that. Well, I, I, yeah. went, same, I went the same route. I went Mac Jones and Devontae Smith. I just went a little more concurrent. I mean, you could, yeah. you could interchange with, with uh, A.J. McCarron and – and uh, Julio Jones, that's the, that's the route I went because I don't think we need help on defense. That's what I was telling X earlier. Respect his opinion on that. I, I just think that we got one of the best, arguably the best defensive coach Saban's ever put on the field this year, and I think that'll come out later as we play. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, that's the reason I went with the quarterback and a wide receiver. I think 
Uh, Devontae Smith, in my opinion, would bring a great leadership to some young uh, players uh, on the on the field. Julio Jones would do the same thing. So I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go – wouldn't argue with either one of those guys uh, being the two to bring back because especially just the systems that they played in were, were more run-heavy, run-oriented. So to see Julio get to catch the ball as much as some of these guys we've seen after him would be would be a fun watch just as a fan. And, and A.J., I think, is just as talented, if not more talented, than Mack and could have done a lot of similar things. Absolutely. So it'd be fun to watch a lot of these guys come back uh, and, and do that in that era. So, um, you, you know, we, we don't, uh, DC, since you're not going to be on when we do it later this week, uh, I'll go ahead and get your thoughts on, uh, not giving you a lot of time to prepare, but give your thoughts on if we had that same type of mind record question and the guy that we were talking about is Will Anderson. So when you look at Will Anderson, uh, what two guys, would you trade for Derek Thomas and Cornelius Bennett? <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, hey, DC, you didn't take any time to come up with that answer. Uh, <laughs> so, There's not that many is, people I would trade awesome. Will Anderson for. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, now, 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 explain your answer. I don't see how you would think that replacing. Um, Will Anderson with Derek Thomas and Cornelius Bennett would be a good deal. I'm, I'm trying to figure out why you think that would be a good deal. Well, it would be the best deal I could come up with to try to replace the number of sacks that are going to be missed when uh, when, when you lose, lose Will Anderson. Absolutely. You know what's interesting? Um, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> with, with, with Will Anderson uh, – you know, maybe let me let me ask it a different way since we'll continue this conversation a little bit more, guys. Uh, when you look at um, the Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, would that be the only two bookends uh, at that position that you might would trade for those two guys? Period. Yeah, I don't see another two bookends that I would trade for in Alabama history. Uh, two on two for those two. I mean, that's, that's, you know, when I say when I make these statements like this, could be the best defense that that Tavis put on the field. I mean, he's got a great defense on the field, but never a combination like those two. Never a combination like he has in the in the uh, on the defensive line, and never a combination like he has in the defensive backfield. So I think this is, this is really, really one of the arguably hard, hard to find two two players like like uh, uh, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner that compensate those so well. Yeah, they, they are definitely some special, special uh, players. And, and like I said, probably the best <laughs> two bookends uh, that Nick Saban has. Uh, X, you, you can, you know, you can talk about it now, but then we'll, we'll, we'll switch over uh, uh, to the uh, national championship disappointment, uh, non-title team uh, coming back from break. But if you want to throw your two guys in there and then we'll talk more on tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be hard to replace those that type of production. But if I if I got to be different from DC uh, as far as like the the bookends, just just to replace all the bookends before just replacing uh, Will Anderson, you have to go back at least thirty years to to the '92 team. 
to get any type of threat of production, it's a little different in Copeland and Curry because they were the defensive ends, even though it's still a 3-4 defense. So just for off of production from those two, I, I'd go Copeland and Curry. Yeah, what, what's interesting is, man, could you imagine those two in today's game? Because uh, they, they, were, they were pretty dominant defensive ends as well. And, you know, you always got one tackle that's superior to the other one, and they could just switch it up. Uh, last year, one would have been against Neil. The other one would have been uh, on the other side and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and vice versa. So, uh, and you just flip it up when you want to get, get one to the quarterback. But, hey, coming back on the other side, guys, I want to talk to you about uh, what's the most disappointing or frustrating non-title team in the Nick Saban era, 2010, 2013, 2018, and 2021, and tell me why. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. We do see some slow traffic, though, on McFarland over in the construction zone. If you see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's a brand new month. That means brand new deals and savings just for you at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. True to his word, Northport Mayor Bobby Herndon has asked the city council to consider developing a municipal transit system. Came at the request of a number of businesses who say they were having a difficult time getting their employees to work. And some people say they're having a difficult time getting to doctor's appointments. The mayor believes the transit system will assist in continuing Northport's growth by attracting more businesses. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. If it's a hum. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Hopefully you've downloaded that Tide 100.9 app so you can take us with you wherever you go. All right, guys, we had a lot of fun this morning with the, the mind record uh, question of if you only had, uh, I mean, if you had to get rid of Bryce Young, and you had 
take any two guys. We've had fun with that. Uh, we're going to pick that up with Will Anderson uh, as we move throughout the week. But the big question, which um, former Alabama non-title team is the most disappointing and or frustrated? 2010, 2013, 2021, 2018. Um, I'm in the car with some guys, and uh, we got some different votes. Uh, the Auburn guy in the truck said 2010, okay? Um, the Alabama <laughs> guy in the truck said 2013, uh, and, and, and he gave some good reasons. He said not only did we not win a national title, it's the kick six that will live on forever. If I see one more person with an orange and blue shirt walk up and hold up one, which no longer stands for number one, it stands for one second and we kick your butt. But anyway, I digress. We look at that and go, which one is yours? Oh, yeah. And by the way, Auburn beat us that game. So that's why it's the most frustrating for him. What's yours? Uh, DC, I'll come to you first. Uh, which one of those teams, 2010, 2013, 2018, 2021? Do I have to pick one of those teams? <laughs> my most frustrating is not either any of those. My most frustrating was the 2016 team that that should have won a national title that we were ahead of when Deshaun Watson got the ball back. Okay, I, I, I can see that. Um, uh, and, and I where I was going to the, the 2016 team, team was the best team not to win a yeah. national championship for Alabama. De- I, demolished. I, I would agree with that. Demolished Florida yeah. championship game, demolished Washington. Had the game won, if we could have just stopped, uh, if we if we had just ran the ball or what we were going to run, uh, if we'd have done, if, if we if we if we we could put all kind of ifs there. There's no reason we should have lost that game to Deshaun Watson. That's the most frustrating team uh, championship game in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and, and I get that because it was one that we had in our hands. And, and, and I think you can see a path where we could have won it literally if we made one tackle at three or four different points. The reason I didn't put that one in there was because we didn't get close in some of these other ones or we didn't even make it there. Uh, yeah, at least we were there winning with the ball at the end of the game uh, and then they came down and made a great play to win. When well, I think that's what it makes it that's what makes it more frustrating to me is yeah. we, we, we were there and we had it won and we couldn't stop them one play to take a few seconds off the clock. All right. All right. I'm going to go to X uh, and X, tell me what your thoughts are. And DC, I'm going to come back to you and get you on those four that we had listed. Yeah, that, that's actually where I was going to go. I was going to go with with the 2016 team, but okay, I will okay, DC and, and Xavier, you guys I, I, have to play the I, game now. I'm, All I'm of the pick listeners one. and fans followed the rules, and the two <laughs> guys on the radio with me go and pick another team. Come on, guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, give me your reason uh, for 2016, then we'll talk about the other four teams. No, uh, DC laid it out. We, we were so close. You're talking about one stop. One second, yeah, the the Auburn guy, we one second. It, we were so close to winning that one. But to be different, the most talented team that either wasn't in the game or wasn't close has to be that. That 2010 team was so talented. 
but it was just injuries and, and things throughout the course of the season that probably stick out the most to me. All right, DC, uh, you pick which one of those? I'll go 2013 then. Was that one of my choices? 2013, lost to all the yes. end of the year, then yeah. losing to Oklahoma. No, not making mm. it. I, I think that was a talented team that had an offer. Uh, you know, it was frustrating. It, it, you know, to me, it was just, it was a talented team that could have won championship without those two losses, of course. Yeah, and I look at 2010 and go, okay, 2010 was probably, and some consider it his most talented team, uh, but I don't think. Bama knew how to win yet, meaning that they 20, uh, 2009, they won a national title. All of a sudden, man, hey, these guys are – we got it a year earlier because we were no one was expecting us to win it in 2009. So then all the expectation went to 2010, and then it was a disappointment. I think that's the last time that Nick Saban has lost two games in the regular season. Uh, maybe, maybe he's done it one other time. Uh, so it was very disappointing 2020. in that in that sense of uh, um, t- 2010, um, but they weren't there. So so I kind of had I, I kind of dealt with that and, and and moved on. Mine is the 2013 team um, because of what was on the line. Okay, um, two championships, a chance in the modern era to win three consecutive national titles. Three consecutive national titles. He clearly would have been the GOAT with no one on Mount Rushmore with him if he pulls that off, especially with what he's done since that time. But that team's lack of leadership and internal fighting and frustration and all of that. And now we're even finding more stories out that it was so frustrating that Nick Saban considered giving up football uh, and, and, and talked about even moving to uh, television. That's how frustrated he was with that team. And then you add to it, not no chance to win the third one. Then you have the, <laughs> the fact that you lost at Jordan Hare again with one second to Gus Malzahn. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, it is. And, 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 of course, the, the, now I got another Auburn guy in here saying it's the greatest upset ever. So uh, you, you guys need to understand that God has me on a mission trip today, too, with these two Auburn guys. But anyway, uh, what, what, what that 2013 team was um, was so talented to D.C. And so, and, X, and so I look at and then I look at the other two teams and the reason the other two disappoint me is the fact that that's probably the two most talented quarterbacks in the Nick Saban era, and we don't win it. And you know what I mean? Like, man, we had such a great opportunity. Uh, and the most talented two guys that I think played quarterback, especially on the Nick Saban era, didn't win it either. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about that. Uh, you can give me your closing thoughts on both sides. Well, I, I agree with what you've said. Those those definitely true i mean those those teams are, are disappointing based on two quarterbacks that are uh, that were you know just talented to all get out and still not win the championship so i agree the only thing that could could would would come close to that would be if we don't win a championship this year and have bryce young two two years and don't win a national championship with him that would only come close to that. so uh, I, I agree with you 100 percent, martin on that yeah and, and the reason i say the reason i'm probably frustrated and disappointed guys is because um, I can I can stomach 
the loss to Deshaun Watson easier than I can all the other ones. If that makes <laughs> sense. I can I stomach. Yeah. I can I can stomach because Deshaun Watson balled out that night. He was clearly maybe the best player Nick Saban's ever played against. That night against that defense, he was a boss. Yeah, I just can't stomach that. I'm sorry. I have I have a <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to stomach that one just because of that, how close we were compared to the other one. But yeah, when you look at the 2018 and, and the 2021, you're, you're talking about the two most talented quarterbacks that Alabama has ever had. And neither one of those guys won championships as the guy, the starter, the man. And even to getting hurt through his junior year, you're looking at that year going, okay, he his sophomore year slipped up in the natty, but he's going to be back and he's going to win it as a junior, potentially win the Heisman, walk away from Alabama, and then boom, he's hurt, cuts it short. So that's what's really like, oh, can we get through this year with Bryce and have him put the, the finishing touches on a great career at Alabama? is what I, what I would go with the 2021 and 2018. Yeah, and hey, guys, I, I'll, I'll let you both closing thoughts on anything that you want. Uh, you guys take it uh, from there. Uh, DC, you up first. All right, well, uh, during the break a while ago, Mason said we had a caller call in and had a question about Braylon Ingram, not on the roster, but hasn't transferred anywhere yet. What I'm hearing is his, his intention was to transfer to Miami. That was one of the schools he wanted to go to before he picked Alabama. But I don't think anything's opened up for him there yet. So look for some, maybe some uh, information on him in the next week or so. Practice starts August 4th. We can start talking about real Alabama football. Look for my DC Capstone podcast to come back up next week. Looking forward to get back in there and uh, getting some live broadcast out. All right. Yes, thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and an interesting development yesterday, Ty Lockwood, five-star tight end, who is currently committed to Ohio State posted a commitment video to Alabama, then quickly deleted it. So look out for a potential flip from our uh, current Ohio State tight end commit, Ty Lockwood, to Alabama. Don't know when it's going to happen, but after that flip up, it looks like it might be happening soon. Yeah, and then I would also throw, I would also throw, uh, what you call it, into that as well. Uh, the Notre Dame commit, Keeley, uh, I saw where Richard Young and others said he is flipping to Bama because I'm going to make it happen. So lots happening in terms of Alabama recruiting. They get that guy, then they overtake Notre Dame. Hey, we're going to continue the great conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show, but we'll do it on tomorrow. So make sure you make plans to join us again on tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Thanks, DC. Tell everybody where they can find you real quick. DCCapstoneReport.com, DCCapstoneReport Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter at DavidCott50. Thanks for having me on, X and Martin. Have a good day and roll tide. Roll tide out there, everybody. And remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not young, understand all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll tide, and we'll catch you on tomorrow. Roll tide. <laughs>